Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Photo Taco. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. My name is Jeff Harmon. I'm the hobbyist editor over at ImprovedPhotography.com and I want to jump right into our episode really fast because there's a lot to say. We did a poll on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Photo Taco. And I asked out of 10 topics, what should I cover today? And it was a pretty overwhelming favorite to talk about eight sliders in Lightroom. It's the uh, highlights, shadows, whites and blacks in the basic panel. And the tone curve panel, there's highlights, lights, darks, and shadows. And I totally get the reason for this. I went through the same exact thing. Like, what are these sliders? They're named the same thing. Are they doing the same thing? So hard to understand. That's why we're here. I'm going to try to help you understand. And I'm going to take a little different approach. It's kind of mathy. It's it's nerdy. But that's me. <laughs> and maybe it's because of my software development background. But I want to tell you a little bit about algorithms because it's, it's what's behind these sliders. See, when, when Adobe's building Lightroom, there's this communication that's gotta be going on. I'm guessing, I don't know, I am not an Adobe employee, so, but I, just based on my experience, here's what I think is probably happening. You have some kind of business people who are deciding, hey, we need a basic panel shadows slider, and here is what I want it to do. And then they'll, they'll probably work with in some way to describe to the engineer what they want that slider to do. Then the engineer goes off and starts to write computer code to do that thing. And they, they do that in something that uh, most developers call an algorithm. An algorithm takes in a bunch of data. It num crunches some numbers. It does some math. It does some work on that data. And then it spits it out. And it does it in a very predictable way. Every time you take that same data and put it in this algorithm, it will spit out the same result. And so that's what they've created. They go, the engineer goes and writes an algorithm behind it. And the reason I say that is because each one of these sliders has a different algorithm behind it. It's different computer code. So even though there is a shadows slider in the basic panel, and there's a shadows slider in the tone curve panel, they are not the same thing. There is different algorithms behind them and they do things differently. So I'm gonna try to roughly explain a little bit about it. It's really tough in an audio podcast to do that, but, uh, but I'm gonna give it a shot. Let's start with my very favorite control in the basic panel the shadow slider. I love this slider. It's like my, my go-to thing. I probably overuse it. Anything I love is my go-to thing. I, that probably means I'm overusing it. And it's the flavor of the day right now has been for a while in my post-processing, but I love that slider. It really impacts the photos. And just to dive a little bit into why I think that's the case, when you're standing out looking at a landscape scene, I love shooting landscapes, so I'm gonna use that as an example. What you're looking at with your eyes is changing constantly, right? You're darting around, looking at the different areas of the, of the scene, looking at how beautiful some of maybe the, the sunset is uh, and, and the highlights there. And as you're looking at that, your eyes have adjusted to that light so that wherever you're focused on is going to be what you can see. You, you can see all the details of that light, unless you're looking straight into the sun, which you shouldn't do. <laughs> okay. But then as you shift your focus of your eyes to a darker part of the scene, your eyes automatically adjust really quickly so that you can see the details in the shadows. So as we are standing there in person looking at a scene, 
our eyes are changing, which would be analogous to how our cameras would have to change to get that parts of the scene. Hence, there's bracketing and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's not what this podcast episode is about. But in order to make that landscape scene look more like what, a, what we remember it looking like while we were there, you have to play around with the highlights and shadows. We have to try to get in one photo those things to look more close than they actually were in real life. Sometimes you may not want that. Sometimes creatively you may decide, oh, I really like how dark those shadows are. I like having this stark difference between the lights and the darks. Totally cool. It's totally up to you. You are the one in charge of how you want your photos to look. But for me, I really love trying to replicate making the scene look more like I saw it while I was there as my eyes were auto-adjusting to each of the places I was looking in the scene. And to do that, you kind of have to make the scene a bit more than was it was naturally by reducing the dynamic range, reducing how dark the darks are and reducing how light the lights are. Make it come to the middle a little bit more, but not lose the contrast, not lose the definition, the, the clear lines between the two. And it's challenging. That's why there's so many sliders to deal with it. It's not something you can deal with in one thing. Wouldn't it be great if there was a magic slider that was fix, make it look more, more real. <laughs> and auto, I guess, tries to do that. Auto toning and stuff on the, on the photos. That tries to do that. But really, we need eight controls to, to affect this stuff. It's that complicated. It's that hard. And the scenes in the photos, the, the, from photo to photo, stuff changes enough that you need different ways to try to deal with this. Ways to try to make it look more like you remember. So let's take the shadow slider in particular. As you increase the shadow slider, or as you, you bring up the shadows, is how we, we talk about it a lot. As you move that slider to the right, what you're doing is, is telling the algorithm, you're telling the software, I want you to use the shadows algorithm in the basic panel. And I want you to find all of the pixels in the photo that are dark or darker parts of the photo. And then I want you to increment or add light to them. I want you to make each one of those pixels that you searched and found darker. Also in the shadow slider algorithm, I'm convinced based on seeing the effect, is some impact to the edges within the shadows. If you move it to the right as you raise the shadows, you also reduce the definition of the edges on the detail in the shadows. It makes it look a tiny bit more out of focus, blurry, just a little. It's not a huge impact, but it's harder to see the differences between in the, in the detail and the lines there in the shadows as you increase the shadow slider. It brings out the detail. You can see kind of more of the detail, but the, the line definition between the detailed elements kind of softens as you use the shadow slider. Whereas if you use the blacks slider, it tries to do that without the edge impact, without impacting the edges. So why wouldn't I wanna just use the black slider? Why would I ever want to make the edges softer by if as I'm doing that adjustment? Why would I use the shadow slider then? Why not just always the blacks? If it's, if it's gonna do the same thing, but without uh, losing the edge detail, isn't that what I want? Well, sort of, it depends on the photo. It really, really does depend on the photo. I personally tend to like how the shadows slider does it better than the black slider. But I also, as I take the shadow slider up, I mean, I take it up to 90 a lot. As I do that, the edges do become too soft. And so I either compensate for that with say, maybe the, the clarity control or the contrast control or both, 
or the black slider. I may go to the black slider and move it down a little and it will find the darkest parts of the shadows and make them dark again. And that adds back in edge definition. Or I may go to the tone curve and use the dark slider there and add some more definition into it. In fact, while we're on the tone curve, let's, let me tell you a little bit difference then in how the tone curve sliders work versus the others. The tone curve sliders are trying to be even a bit more narrow when it finds the pixels that it's going to impact. I said the algorithm goes out and it kind of looks at the photo and says, all right, I'm going to go find all of the darker pixels in the image, which in the basic panel is kind of all of them at once. Whereas in the tone curve panel, it's trying to target them a bit more. It, it tries to split the darker pixels in the photo into two halves, and it will only affect one half of the darker pixels. So the darks portion is kind of the half between middle and bottom, whereas the shadow slider affects kind of the half the very darkest parts up to halfway to the lightest parts, if that makes sense. Really hard to do this in audio, <laughs> but, but that it tries to target it a bit more. So you can get a little bit different effect if you play with those. If you're really happy with kind of the, the mid-tone range, but the shadow portion needs to be, the, the, the really dark parts of the photo need to be increased, then you might go to the tone curve shadow slider and play with it. Bring it up, see what the impact is. See if that's doing for you what you need. It does tend to be a, a lot less dramatic change there than it does in the basic panel. The basic panel is going to be a stronger change than it will be in the tone curve. You have a little bit finer grained control in the tone curve and you target less of it. So could you achieve the same look through say the use of shadows and blacks in the basic panel versus the darks and shadows in the tone curve? Probably close. Probably close enough that if you put two photos side by side after playing with them, you could probably not have anyone tell you which one you did shadows and, and blacks versus which one you did darks and shadows in the tone curve. It, it's really, really close. But it's nice to have all eight of the controls to try to arrive at the perfect edit for your photo and how you want it to look. So that, there you go. It's kind of the same thing with the inverse. I didn't talk about the other four sliders, <laughs> the highlights and uh, whites, and then the highlights and lights in the tone curve panel, but it's a really, a really similar relationship. The highlights, as you lower the highlights, trying to make it more like you remember seeing it on a scene uh, in real life, as you lower the highlights, you are increasing the definition of the edges in the highlights. So maybe a bit of an inverse relationship compared to the shadow slider, but same thing if you raise the highlights, you're going to reduce the edge detail in the lightest parts of the photo. So that's kind of how it works with all of them. But really you just gotta play with it. You, you have to go get some experience with these sliders and you gotta figure out what you like, how it is you want this stuff to look. That's it for the episode. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Phototaco. Provide suggestions for the show. Love having input and feedback on what you all would like to hear. And be sure to visit improvephotography.com for news, gear, and other photo tip articles. We have constantly new content going up there. And be sure to check it out. You're really missing out on the experience of the Improved Photography Network if you don't go over to improvephotography.com at least once a day. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!